Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the Well, hello there and welcome to the very first episode for 2020. Happy New Year! This very first episode of the year, I want to address something that I don't feel was adequately covered in the most recent episode prior to this one. In episode 628, I featured a conversation that I had with my great friend, Mark Mason. And that conversation happened just on the fly. I got a text message and he says, hey, we should record sometime. Would you be interested? And I said, I would love that. When would you like? And he says, when would you like to do it? I said, how about now? And I knew that from conversations that Mark Mason and I have had, that he was eager to have a conversation with me about something that he's witnessed in my life over the past several months. And I've been talking about this quite publicly a little bit here in the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, way much more in the Audio Journal podcast, which if you don't know about the Audio Journal podcast, it you can learn a little bit about that over at mindsetanswerman.com slash audio journal. But I've been talking about this idea that I... Something happened to me on Tuesday, September 10th, 2019. It was the week before Free the Dream this year. And I just came to the realization that, man, something has shifted inside of me. So much so that it's very clear. I've never experienced this much peace, joy, love, abundance, satisfaction, everything. At the highest level, I just feel awesome. And that is a feeling that has stuck with me since that day in September. Ever since I became consciously aware of the fact that something has shifted inside of me. And I've had people just notice this. People maybe that hadn't even heard me talk about it. They just realized something had changed. And Mark's like, man, something, there's something about you that I want to, I want to get into. I want to dig deeper in. I want to find out what it is that you that's happened to you. And and I knew that he's been wanting to have this conversation for a while. And so that was the idea uh, that our conversation last week would be. And we recorded a conversation via Zoom for the purpose of him to include in his podcast, and I made the decision to go ahead and include it in this podcast. But after publishing last week's episode, which I'm quite happy with, it was it was an inspired piece of content, it just was not well prepared. Not that there's anything wrong with that in particular, it's just that I don't feel like I adequately covered the heart of what was being asked, but instead I got focused. I I thought about it. It's like, man, I didn't really answer Mark's question about where the peace came from. 
but I am, I found myself latching on to something else that Mark asked. So I'm going to play for you real quickly. This this is just an overview of Mark's question, and one of the things that he talked about was this transition from podcast answer man into mindset answer man that he didn't expect it to be as profitable and and experiencing as as quickly the financial success that I did in the transition of of going from one brand to another starting over in some ways in many ways from scratch and I got latched on to how did you get those results here's here's how he asked the question you're more at peace with the direction that your life is headed and the things that are going on in your life than I've ever seen you in the decade that we've been hanging out together. So what is the big takeaway? What happened that you can share with people that will help them understand how to achieve the kind of results that you've been able to achieve in the last year? So, if you listened to last week's episode, you know how that conversation went. And I felt like it had a lot more to do with getting the results, you know, getting the results. And that has absolutely nothing to do with the heart of the question is, where does all this peace come from? And so that's what I want to cover here in this first episode for 2020. Where does the peace come from? It's not about the results. Matter of fact, that's the one thing, if there's anything about last week's episode that I, I just like, it just got to talking about how much I did and and what I, what I how I achieved all of this stuff. You know, it's like, it's, it's the number of hours that I put into studying this and that, and that's how I was able to have the mindset to develop to do this. But I want to explain something in this episode, and, I, and that is where does the peace come from? And it's something that's been sitting with me ever since that conversation. And here is a bullet point list of things I think that adequately ask the heart of what Mark most wanted to know and what I feel led to most share with you. First of all, one of the big things that came to me was that true peace and certainty, and joy, it comes from within, and it's not something that's provided by external forces. That is something that I wish I would have known so many years ago. The problem is, is that I don't know that I would have wanted to hear that because I'm an achiever. I like to, I'm a driven person, and and there's nothing wrong with being driven. There's nothing wrong with being an achiever. I am still that person today. However, I stopped believing that I will be happy when fill in the blank. So much of my achievement has been for the things that I thought that I would get by achieving them. I thought that I'll be happy when I get this. I will I will feel more significant. I will feel more worthy. I feel like, you know, I will have earned this when I have accomplished this. Until then, I'm just not worthy of it. I'm not enough. And one of the main insights that came to me is that there's nothing I can do, there's nothing I can accomplish to earn the grace and favor that is abundantly overflowing in my life. 
in spite of the worst circumstances, in, in spite of anything that could possibly happen that goes outside of my expectations, the worst tragedies, the reality is, is no matter how bad things are, I'm still overwhelmed by the amount of grace that exists in my life. And this may sound like hyperbole, it's like a pie in the sky, it's like Cliff, but man, wait until you get that next big tragedy, you have no idea. Well, you'd be surprised at some of the stuff that's gone on since I've experienced all this peace, and what used to destroy me, I'm like, I can get over that, <laughs> I can deal with this. this, that's not that big of a deal. And those things used to lay me out for the count, I'm like, shoo. I'm going to sit here and wallow in the depths of despair and depression for at least two or three weeks before I get off my, you know, get out of my pity party and, and move on with life. That's how I used to handle some of these challenges that would pull up, but not anymore. I've had, I've had many of the same challenges that did that in the past have come up since September, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to define this in solvable terms. I'm, 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 this is not going, I, I am not going to believe for a second that I will be happy and, and that I'll be able to experience joy once I get beyond this circumstance. No, I'm going to experience joy and even potentially happiness as I go through and deal with this challenge, this adversity in my life. So bullet point number one, understanding that true peace, certainty, joy, and abundance, they're all tied to this thing called grace. Now, I happen to be a a believer as a Christian in a God that is, is the creator of all things and that he has extended grace to the world. In fact, many of the things that we we have in our lives, we have them, whether we're followers of, of him or not, it, it doesn't matter. There's grace that's unmerited, it's unearned, and I believe that every beat of our heart is a gift. I believe the oxygen that we believe is a gift the the beautiful sunrise and sunsets that we get to witness it, it doesn't matter what we have done or good or bad we've it, it's unearned it's a gift it we are overwhelmingly blessed with so many things and that's not just me i've been listening to the tony robbins podcast and He's been sharing a lot of stories about various different people. There's Cedric King. Just do a do a Google search for Cedric King. Matter of fact, I've got some notes in here. He is, let me see if I can read this. It says here, Cedric King is a retired U.S. Army Master Sergeant uh, father and husband and also happens to be a triathlete. However, uh, he's also a double amputee. In 2012, his during his third deployment while in Afghanistan, after surviving a gunfire battle, he stepped on a pressure-plated IED, an explosive device. He sustained severe damage to his right hand, causing disfigurement. Both of his legs were lost, and today he says that if he had a choice, he'd do it all over again. 
And why? Because of the tremendous personal growth and the mindset and the friends that have been brought into his life as a result. It there's so much that he said. Matter of fact, um, after it says here, let me read this here. Less than two years after his accident, Cedric completed the Boston Marathon running on prosthetic legs. He also went on to complete a 70.3 mile half Ironman triathlon. He completed the New York City Marathon, and he also did a 48.6 mile Disney Marathon series. He says, I came to the place where I knew that the circumstances were going to be on my side. I knew that people were going to be on my side. I trusted that everyone that came along my path was on Team Cedric. He said, I'd do it over and over and over again because now my mindset is far more valuable than my two legs. The mindset I have now, give me that mindset, take my legs. You can keep them. I'll keep the mindset. He says, I got all I need. I'll make what I have work for me. He said, thank you to the guys who planted the bomb in the ground. Um, He said, you made my life better. Thank you for all the friendships. Thank you for all of the opportunities. So, and, and there's others. There's a story in here about from Richie Harkham. Richie Harkham is an Australian entrepreneur who found his meaning and purpose in the aftermath of a motorcycle accident that nearly took his life. In fact, it says here that um, over the past four, over the four years following his accident, he had eight operations on his leg, seven of which failed. He experienced severe complications from anesthesia, which caused him to stop breathing. Uh, He left him paralyzed for a period of time after he woke up. And he contracted a staph infection that spread to his bone. He was in a world of pain but and spent hundreds of days, hundreds of days in the hospital. For years, he spent over 20 hours a day in bed. But then he, uh, it was actually through the gift of... Um, organ donor, a a young boy who died in a tragic car accident with his mother. He was alive, but announced, pronounced brain dead. And that boy gave life to six other human beings. And it totally turned Cedric's life, not Cedric, that one, this one's Richie Harkham. It totally turned Richie Harkham's life around. And in the midst of all of this tragedy and all of this upset, all of this experience. He had peace. He was able to find peace. He said that I look, matter of fact, I've got some audio clips here. Let I, You know what? Let me see if I can play this for you. You see, I believe that every single person is a whole wide world. So if we help one person, it's as if we're helping the whole entire world. And in every crisis we go through, there's going to be some gift. There's going to be something. But it's our job to find those gifts. Are you equipped? Do you have strategies in place in dealing with the unexpected? Statistically, some of you in this room are divorced. So the trauma of that. One in five people in this room will or have suffered depression in their lifetimes. But the question is, how do we learn from these? And how do we prepare? And where I really bombed out in my life was when I tried stand-up comedy. Has anyone heard of uh, Richie Harkin, the comedian? (laughs) 
for good reason not, I wasn't very good. She identified a syndrome called woundology. Now, what woundology is, is people who become defined by their pain or their illness. And I'm sure some of you may be carrying around some pain or a wound, or know someone who has. Now imagine rather than carrying that pain around, if you can pull some goodness out of it, pull some resilience out of it, and get rid of the rest. So we know artificial intelligence, blockchain, machine learning, big data are changing the landscape. Are you ready? But in order to influence someone, in order to inspire someone, what is a journey that you've gone on? What are the experiences that you've had? What's Kadima in our lives? What's Kadima in your life? And what I'm gonna share with you is, right now, the Kadima way of always moving forward despite whatever your circumstances are. And when I saw the goodness that was coming out of this, I thought, hold on a second, there's an opportunity here. And I found my return on my resilience. That came from Richie Markham's website, his speaking page. There's another uh, 57 second clip here I wanna play for you as well. Let me ask you a question. What happens when life doesn't turn out the way we plan it to? When the script doesn't follow the formula? Are we equipped? Are we ready? Do we have strategies in place to deal with the unexpected? I'm telling you this so you can understand what drives me. I'm always looking for an opportunity. I'm always looking for my next challenge. And in life, without adversity or challenge, there is no growth. It's called a return on resilience. So resilience is all about bouncing back from a bad situation. A return on resilience is actually finding the opportunity in bad things that happen to you. So in business, I call it, what's your return on investment? What's your ROI? How much cash do you make out of an investment? So I thought, what's your ROR? What resilience can we pull out of our experiences? So there's so much more to Richie Harcum's story. And I think it was, actually, it may have been, actually, I believe both of these stories, Cedric and Richie, were in the Tony Robbins podcast released on December 18th, 2019. I highly encourage you to go listen to that podcast episode. It will blow your mind and it will help you understand that how you can experience peace, love, joy, abundance, satisfaction in the midst of the most tragic moments of life. Now, that's not to say that you may not deal with a season or or times where you're processing what's happening, but we have the opportunity to assign whatever meaning. And in fact, we have, I think, the responsibility to choose an empowering meaning for any tragedy or even any blessing in our life. It's all happening for us, and that's what I've learned. I'm not going to be happy when I achieve something. I'm happy now. I'm not going to be happy only when my life goes right. I'm going to be happy no matter what's going on in my life. It's a decision. And it's not just this feeling, oh, I'm always happy. I never I never experience sad. I never experience anger. I never No, those things pop up. Things will challenge me and in a moment I may experience some negative emotions but they don't last. They they don't stay like they used to. 
And it has everything to do. It's like, okay, wow. Okay, that's on top of the three other things that have happened in the last couple weeks here. Okay, what can I learn from this? How? What doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. I am going to grow, and the more I grow, the more I have to contribute. It's that mindset that consistently gives me this peace, understanding that true peace is inside. It's not the external things. External things cannot give me peace, and external things cannot rob me of my peace. And I have peace whenever I intentionally choose it. It's not something I'll get when I accomplish something. Another thing that did come out is a greater acceptance of who I am and a clear vision of my own purpose and and what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. That's the one thing that I'm very happy that did come out in last week's episode in the conversation I had with Mark Mason uh, nearing the end of the podcast. There was a lot of mention about just getting clear. This is... I, I. got so much clarity about who I didn't want to be in the world that it ultimately led to understanding this zone of genius and this things that that light me up and a decision to focus on those. But I will tell you that that's not the whole story of where the peace comes from. It's very possible. And in fact, I spent over a year in, operating inside of my zone of genius and still not experiencing happiness, still not experiencing that peace that joy. So what was different from, let's just say, 2018, where I experienced times of peace and times of joy and times of happiness? Actually, I don't know that I experienced a ton of peace at all. Times of happiness. But man, what happened in 2019? The peace is the new element. It's that, it's like, man, I have it. And it was... It wasn't just accepting who I am and understanding my mission, my purpose in the world. Those are important, and they were already a part of my life. But what brought the peace was just understanding that I already have this. I I don't lack anything. There's nothing in my life that I need to experience peace. Reminds me of a scripture where Jesus says, listen, be anxious about nothing. Don't worry about anything. That's it. it, it, it if it's, he, Jesus literally says, be anxious and worry about nothing. Be at peace. Come to me, all of you who are weary, and I will give you peace. It's, it's a gift. It's grace. It's unmerited. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work around the clock for it. Peace is available to you right now. Peace is available to you on the mountaintop after you've achieved the most awesome thing. Peace is available to you in the the hospital when you're paralyzed. Uh, Peace is when you wake up and you realize your your legs have been amputated and you didn't expect that to happen this year. Uh, And and of course, I'm speaking from the stories that I've heard in these podcasts that I referred to earlier. But peace is available to you every step along the journey of whatever it is you're going after in life. Peace is internal. It's not external. It's not something you earn. It's something that's available to everyone if you just accept it. Um, there are a couple 
things that I've experienced over time that just gives me more certainty about who I am. And, and, and it's just tapping into my identity in this world. A couple of things where I've, I believe I've just heard the voice of God in my life, and, and not audibly, but just I, that I feel connected to the Creator. And, and yes, I am a person who is a Christian who believes in a single God, and, and I believe in Jesus and all of that stuff. And I don't think it's essential that you believe what I believe, but I will tell you that I believe that I believe that that the one who created us is wanting to have a relationship with us. However that may look for you, I don't know. But for me, I hear God speaking to me through a number of different avenues. Sometimes it's through scriptures, the recorded, documented words that Jesus spoke. Sometimes it's just through other people's observations of their understanding and journey with God. A lot of that documented through various different parts of the scripture. Some of it's just people that I know today that speak to me. There was this girl named Siri, and I'm not talking about, you know, the Apple Assistant on your iOS device. But there was a, a woman, her name is Siri, and she worked with a team works with a team called Heaven and Business. And this team came to an event hosted by my friend Ray Edwards. And I was invited to one of Ray Edwards' mastermind days. And this team of people had this opportunity where they would pray over the mastermind members or the participants of that event that day. And they would pray over us, and then each person of that team would speak to us what they are hearing or sensing that God wants us to hear. If you want to call it prophesying, which always weirded me out in the past, I I, I still don't know that I'm quite comfortable with the language that they're prophesying for me, and I don't know why I'm not comfortable with that. It doesn't matter to me at this point. But what I clearly am able to understand is that they sense that there's a word from God that they feel led to speak to me. And I have the audio recordings of each of that team that that spoke what they felt God wanted me to hear. And there was one person in particular, her name was Siri, and what she spoke just radically shook me from the inside out. And it was about my voice and what God intends for me to do with my voice in the world. And that has been sitting with me ever since I heard it. And I've been embracing that word. And there are other things that were said that there's that, that I feel God threw in there just to communicate. It's like, listen, Cliff, don't think that Ray prompted her to say these things, told her anything about you, because here, here's a little thing that nobody on this planet could have ever known, <laughs> and, and I'm going to include this in here as well. And, and it's like, man, that, I can't just discount that. that that's, that's wild. And so there was something that I heard that, that was given to me as a word from God. Recently, Another situation happened like this, and I had been talking about here in this podcast, but even more specifically in the Audio Journal podcast, about how I've experienced more peace, joy, love, and satisfaction. And and more than anything, I've been focusing on the peace. 
peace in the midst of travel, peace in the midst of this, peace in the midst of whatever, peace in the good times, peace in the bad times. I'm experiencing peace. I don't lack anything. And then my wife buys me a Christmas present for uh, this year, and this gift is a keychain made by a company in a Christian company in Reading, Ohio. And I'm going to see here if I can find this piece of jewelry because I think there should be a journal post about it because I want to share this with you. Okay. So my wife, actually, let me just write, read this to you. Um, for Christmas this year, Stephanie got each of our members a uh, family a, a gift from a custom made jewelry company called Crowning Jewels. You can find this at thecrowningjewels.com. It's a Christian based company. From what Stephanie explained to me, I think what you do is you tell them the name of the person you're ordering for them and probably age and sex. I'll have to ask her and get more detail. By the way, they have jewelry that you can order that is prayed over, but it's something that is predetermined what they're going to have, and you can buy that specifically or even request certain things. Or you can actually order a, a gift, and they will pray over the person you're buying the gift for. They will then uh, decide what they're hearing that God is speaking to them as a word from the Lord for, for the person that the gift is for, and they will create something custom for that based upon what they're hearing, and they will write a handwritten note with what they feel is is a, appropriate, what God is telling them. So that, and Stephanie did the custom thing for me, and she did know the that she was ordering the keychain, and she knew the price, but she didn't know what would be written on the keychain. Uh, and she didn't tell them any of the stuff that I've been I mean, Stephanie knows about the piece. She's heard me talk about this a lot. But she didn't give them any of this. In fact, the only thing that she did was order that keychain, and they just asked for my name. They didn't ask for my age. They didn't ask male or female. It's just your name. That's all that was requested. So with that, here's what happened. It says, they then pray for the person who the jewelry is for based upon what they feel God is telling them about the person. They create a custom item with words that are meant to be a message from God. They then uh, write a handwritten note to go along with it. My gift was a custom key ring and the words stamped into it were, he leads me beside still waters. And here's what my handwritten note says. Cliff, I pray that you would live from an internal peace and rest in God. I pray that he would show you his faithful leadership in this season as you venture into new areas. I see the Lord also reassuring you of his presence in your life, saying, don't worry, I'm here, be brave. He is with you, he's leading you, and where he is taking you is good. And then it's signed TCJ. All right. So this person had no idea anything about me whatsoever. The only thing he knew was my first name is Cliff. And after praying, he tells me, I pray that you would live from, get this, an internal peace. Something that I've been talking about since September 10th. And this 
he says, and, and rest in God, because that's clearly where my peace is coming from. I pray that he would show you his faithful leadership as you venture at, in, in this season, as you venture into new areas. If you guys have been listening to me ever since July, I made a decision to completely radically alter the focus of where I'm going in the year ahead in 2020. Vastly new areas of focus in my business. Uh, and yeah, I, I love this. And then, of course, the keychain has the phrase, he leads me beside still waters. Now, I happen to know enough to know that that actually refers to Psalm 23. And the Lord is my, which starts with, get this, the Lord is my shepherd. And then the key word here, I lack nothing. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters or quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. And I love this. When I read this as I was doing this journal entry about my Christmas gift, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And in that, I used to valley. I used to read this from a version that talks. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which really meant nothing to me, but as I was reading this, and I think this is the NIV version of it. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. And and what I got is even though no matter no matter what path I go down that seems to be the wrong path and I end up experiencing one failure after another, things just don't go according to plan, I won't worry about that. I won't worry about the failure. I won't worry about the things that happen, the people who try to trip me up. None of that's going to, you know what? He is with me. And, and if I turn to him for comfort, I'm going to experience the peace. The peace is, he's always with me. Therefore, the peace is always with me. If I want it, if I, if I choose to be anxious about nothing, that option is always available to me. Anyway, I, I just, okay, so back, back to my bullet point. So words from God. In fact, there's another thing that happened a couple months ago. I was listening to my friend Andy Mason. He happens to be the leader of that team, Heaven and Business, that Ray Edwards brought to his conference into that Mastermind Day. And I've developed a really great friendship with Andy Mason. And he has a podcast called Authentic Conversations with Andy Mason. It's a great podcast, by the way. And in his podcast, he shared a significant insight that created a major paradigm shift in his life. And what he talked about is the fact that I think it's possible for us to hear from God, specifically hearing God speak to us. And oftentimes these come as, you know, promptings, things that we feel led to do, feel things that we feel desire to do. Every now and then you feel led to say something to someone. And he said, for the most of his life, he lived the life where he said, you know what, this is probably me, but this might be God. There were times where it's like, man, I really feel this is something God wants me to do. This is someplace God wants me to go. This is, these are words that God wants me to speak. It's probably me, 
but I, I, but man, I feel like this might be God. And he told me about how his life trans transformed when he started to just change the way he viewed that, where he began to start believing that this is probably God, but it might be me. I love the fact that, you know, it's like, man, this prompting, this, this place where I feel like I should go, this thing I feel like I should do, this goal I feel like I should set, this dream that I feel like I have, that I feel drawn to, this these words I feel like I should say. I I believe that this is probably God prompting this, but I'll I will still always allow for the fact that this might be me. This might be an upset stomach from something bad I ate. You know, it, it, it but it's probably God, but it might be me. And all of a sudden I realized man, I think, I think I like that. And I began to operate in my business like that. I began to show up to coaching calls and mastermind hot seats, understanding that what I'm about ready to say, what I feel led to say here, the direction I feel led to go, the question I feel led to ask, I'm sensing that this is probably God, but I, I could be completely wrong I could complete, this could completely blow up. I could be way off. It might be me, but I still, I'm operating under the assumption that this is probably God. And I'll learn from it and and discern as I go what was God and what was likely God, what was likely me, and I'll be better at discerning it moving forward. And that's exactly what's been happening. And that is another contributor to the peace that I've had. Another thing that I have on my bullet point list, I stopped believing that I'm not enough. I stopped believing that I'm not worthy of peace, success, love, and abundance. I stopped believing that there's more I have more that I have to accomplish, more that needs to be done before I can rest. Before I'm worthy of rest, before I'm worthy of wealth, before I'm worthy of peace. I stopped believing that I'm not enough. I am enough. I am worthy. All right. So I've got some other notes here. Let me just read this to you. It says, I wrote down here in my journal for an outline of where does this peace come from? I know that the things that I accomplish may make me feel happy, but I can choose to be happy every day. You know, I I know that when I accomplish a goal, I get happy, but that happiness lasts for a period of time, a season. When When I have a goal to buy a new piece of technology and I finally have saved up and and I've got the funds for it and I go buy it and I wait for it eagerly to show up from the Amazon or the FedEx delivery or whatever, uh, whoever I ordered it from, when it shows up, boy, am I happy sometimes for even like two or three weeks. And then eventually it just becomes something I take for granted just like everything else. However, I can choose to still be in awe. You know, I'm thinking about this. I I just fell in love with the Day One app. It's a journaling app for iOS. I, I fell in love with it back in November 2014, rediscovered again recently, and decided to, you know, use that 
my iPad Pro, my 12.9 iPad Pro that I got in 2016. And you know, a while ago, I, I really wanted to get the, the new iPad Pro, the one with the bezel-less design and, and everything. The only thing is, is it doesn't do anything for me more than what my current iPad does. And I was about to go buy it, and I had the funds for it, and I was excited about it, but then one of my kids dropped their phones, and it bust, and I gave them my current generation phone, and I went out and bought the, uh, the newest phone, and then I, you know, the, I, I still had my old 12.9 iPad Pro, and, which I still have to this day, my 2016 version of the, it's actually the 2015 version, but I, I bought it in 2016, but I bought this first generation 12.9 iPad Pro and I still have it and it's still amazing today. It still does, there's nothing I'd want to do on an iPad Pro that I can't do with this iPad Pro, nothing. And I, I've, I've ever since I've fallen back in love with the day one journal, it's like, man, wouldn't it be nice to have that bl- nice sleek black design, the the larger display, the thinner bezels and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm looking at it, you know, the the version that I would get with the LTE and the new keyboard and the new version of the Apple Pencil, I know that I'd be spending about $2,000 on that. And I can tell you right now, I will eventually get the, the newer version. I'm going, I think I'm going to hold out until October so that they, you know, I'm, I'm imagining there's gotta be a 2020 version of the 12.9 iPad Pro. And so when that comes out, that's probably when I'll pull the trigger. But the idea, and, and I anticipate I will buy a 2020 12.9 iPad Pro. And when I do, I know I will feel joy, excitement, happiness, and it will, it will be overwhelming joy and excitement. And I'm going to love it. But you know what? I'm experiencing joy, love, and excitement with my 12.9 iPad Pro 2016 purchased one with the big, huge, gigantic white bezels. And I even I even have the original smart keyboard with it that just recently stopped working, absolutely stopped working. And I'm currently Bluetooth uh, tethering a old Apple keyboard to it, and I decided to purchase this um, uh, keyboard, uh, the Apple Magic keyboard, and a thing called, what is it called, a Covey or something like that? Anyway, I I purchased uh, just a Bluetooth keyboard that comes, and I I purchased a cover for the keyboard that I can use with my uh, iPad. I could use it with my MacBook if I want to use an external keyboard and mouse, Um, and it, and it, it unfolds and it will actually hold my iPad as a uh, case, or not as a case, but as a as a thing. It will hold my keyboard just like the keyboard thing does now. Anyway, I'm I'm happy with what I have. I'm absolutely de- delighted and still joyful over the ownership of a 2016 12.9 iPad Pro, first generation. They're on the third. And I still love this one. And I took it for granted for so long. It's just been sitting here and sitting here, not getting much use other than an over-glorified clock or a countdown timer. 
but now I'm using it again daily and I've rediscovered a passion and enjoy and a love for this incredible device. And you know, the thing is, is it, I can be excited about everything in my life. I can be super excited about this package of, of highlighters. Uh, they're these special highlighters that Stephanie ordered on Amazon and they're gel instead of like liquid so that when you highlight it, they absolutely will never bleed through. And she purchased them and she didn't like the waxy feel that they left on the page. And so she ordered something different than, than these. And I said, I'll take those. And I absolutely love the way these things highlight and they bring joy to me. I'm excited about them. I'm excited about the little things in life. There's so much to be excited for. I'm I'm just in awe of all of the different opportunities that exist. So, yeah. Anyway, I so uh, the other bullet point here is I know that when I accomplish things, when I get things, when I achieve my goals, when I hit a milestone, I'll be happy. But I also don't have to wait until those times to be happy. I can choose to be at peace and happy and joy-filled in the progress towards getting whatever it is is next. Uh, I'm still driven towards growth, but I'm I'm content and thankful for where I am and what I have at this very moment in my life. And I believe that I could say that in the midst of even the most incredible tragedy that may come up, the unexpected that may come my way. And those are the, these are just the sort of things that when I think about that question that Mark Mason asked me last week, Cliff, where does this come from? I got so focused on the, the latter part of that, you know, how did, you know, how did you accomplish this? You know, and, and I got so focused on how, to, how did I accomplish the transition? How did I accomplish the shift in my, the work that I do? How did I accomplish the, the success and the things that I've achieved? And, and, and it's not about what I've, it, what, the conversation last week was a lot about that. And there's nothing wrong with talking about those things. I'll continue to talk about the things that I achieve. I'm an achiever, my friends. I love to achieve. I'm a driven person. I'm driven to to do new things. I'm going to set big, huge, wild, crazy goals, some of which I'll fail to meet. Who cares? I'm going to grow, and every time I grow through the blessings or the tragedy and adversity, no matter what, I'm going to grow, and every time I grow and what I learn from the things that I do, I'm going to have the ability to contribute or to give to others in a more powerful way. That's how I'm going to show up. But where does the peace come from? And that's what I wanted to share with you here in this episode. What is the source of the peace? It's understanding that true peace comes from within. It, nothing externally will ever be able to give us peace. It's something that we choose from within. I stopped believing that peace is going to happen. I will have peace when I'm out of debt. I will have peace when I have reached 165 pounds. I will have peace when I have achieved this outcome. No, I'm, I'm going to choose to have peace right now and joy and love and abundance all along the path, every moment of every day, every second of every moment. I understand that, you know, I, it's just, I am who I am, and I accept me for that. I have a clear vision, yes, about who I am and what I want to do in this world, what my mission is, what my values are, and I'm thankful for that. I have 
heard the voice of God on multiple occasions telling me, this is who you are. This is why you're here. This is the work you have. I am with you. You've got this. You don't have to do anything special. I've prepared the way. You the, the fact that you are driven to do the things you're driven to do, I created that in you. You'll never be have to worry or fear about being lazy and apathetic because I didn't create you to be that. Once you've discovered what it is I created you to do, it's you're you're going to come alive, fully alive. Don't ever worry about the motivation. Don't ever worry about the resources. Don't ever worry about the amount of time that you have, the amount of money that you have. I will provide it all. Be anxious about nothing. I've heard these words from God on multiple occasions. I stopped believing that I'm not enough, and I stopped believing that I'm not worthy. I am. You are. It's grace. It's unmerited. I do not have to earn it. It's a gift. It was given to me before I was created, before I I was set foot on this earth. It was all prepared ahead of time. And I just accept it every single day. That, my friends, is where this peace has come from. Mark Mason, thank you so much for asking me the question. Thank you so much for the conversation last week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining me for another year of going after the lives for which we were created. I wish you great clarity about who you are and why you're here in the year ahead. I pray that you will have a vision for the year 2020, that it will be crystal clear 2020 vision that you will be able to discern what it is that you're called to do in this year. Make it a great one. Until next time, my friends, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level. Mindset and